This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for listeners in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. For listeners in Illinois, our McHenry office number, 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com, spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our website, you can listen to the last couple of our podcast shows by clicking on both the media library and radio tabs. Listeners to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, you can listen to all of our past shows. Reach out to us if you have any questions, if you'd like to schedule a face-to-face meeting or a Zoom meeting. We're here to help. Our topic today, everyone, is going to be on ESG investing and what is an advisor's role with this? including for 401k plans and those companies that manage those funds for thousands and thousands of people throughout the United States. Uh, but before we get into this topic, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing? Oh, I am doing great today. This sounds like a very interesting topic. I'm starting to hear more and more about these ESG funds that have a, a moral or ethical slant or political slant. So uh, I'm curious to hear what you have for us on that, learn a bit more about those. I've been great. This past weekend was our youngest daughter's graduation from high school. She had her graduation ceremony last Saturday, and this weekend um, we're having her party. But today is my wife and I's 30-year wedding anniversary, so I'm pretty excited about that. Congratulations. Yeah, she put up with me for 30 years, Jim. Can you can you fathom it? I mean No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so 30 years of marital bliss then, Tony? Uh, well, 30 years of marriage, 10 years of marital bliss is what I tell people. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. All 30 years have been great. So that's yes, good. that's great. That's good to hear, Tony. Yep. Congrats. That's a rarity these days. Yeah, it really is and uh you know, uh it's a tough situation for a lot of people, but you know, I don't, I'm not trying to flaunt it in anyone's face, but it is exciting and it doesn't happen as much anymore. And so, and my parents just celebrated a week before their 60th. Gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah. We're 30 years apart. So they just celebrated their 60th. And of course, uh, at their 50th wedding anniversary, someone asked my parents, uh, you know, 50 years, uh, how did you do it? And my mom said he wasn't around much. How did you stay happily married for 50 years? That was the question. And, yeah. and no, my mom said he was gone a lot. That was her reply. He was gone a lot because he was an over-the-road truck driver and everybody laughs and she goes, no, I'm serious. Then when he was home, we really, you know, missed each other and Aww. it meant more. And, uh, uh, but that was funny. He, he was gone that a is, lot. 
That is a good answer. <laughs> so they, it sounds really healthy that they teased each other a lot about. Oh stuff like that. yeah. They give each other a hard time to this day. So, yeah. but Jim, how about you? How are you doing? Great. Nice weekend. Um, you know, I was looking over the topic over the weekend. Well, what should I talk about? And over the news was ESG, you know, environmental, oh. social, and governance. And I thought, you know, that should be my topic here. Uh, but it's one that plays on political heartstrings, uh, where we're talking about these types of funds, which are gathering so much steam throughout the United States uh, on both the left and the right. You have uh, conservative Christian funds. There's certain uh, mutual funds out there and exchange-traded funds that are focused solely on conservative Christian values. And, and then on the opposite end, and this is where we're seeing a big uptick, is in uh, social, equitable, um, green energy type of investing. And they say by the year 2025, there's going to be upwards of $50 trillion of money invested throughout the world into these types of funds. We are seeing companies like BlackRock do a huge amount of this investing uh, for a lot of people that are working for the government. You have a 403B plan. Uh, BlackRock is the leading administrator for 403B plans throughout the United States. And a lot of people uh, may not realize, but a lot of that money may be going into that type of investing. And sometimes it's with your permission, but also if you are deferring to a money manager, and you're providing that money manager with discretionary authority, they can do that even if you're not aware. Oh, really? Okay. I'd, n I'd never thought about that. It sounds to me, I know we're just getting into this, but as I think about what you're saying here and what ESG funds are, you know, there are Christian value funds, there are en environmental funds uh, that are, you know, the companies are environmentally uh, sound or more conscientious. It sounds like there are probably pros and cons to this type of investing. And uh, one, one issue is you may not be aware that your uh, investment fund managers are investing this way using ESG funds, uh, whether you know it or not. That's interesting. Uh, but I know there are probably some real positives here and real negatives too, huh? Well, if somebody wants to, invest into these areas, you know, that's, that's terrific. I have no issues at all with that. Sure. But if there's more than just a fiduciary role, that's a tied to what the money management firm is doing. Now there's, this is where we're getting into a gray area with the government. Uh, and it really depends on who's in the white house as to what the role is for fiduciaries. So fiduciaries have an important role in managing money. Uh, and that could also include the uh, owner of a company that sponsors a 401k, the people that are involved in choosing the 401k administrator. There's a lot of people that can have share that title of fiduciary. And let's say they're, they're hiring a BlackRock uh, firm. And I hate to bring them up, but they are the largest of its kind offering ESG type of funds. And people are being invested into these funds without their knowing and what if that industry doesn't perform very well? Yeah, what if they're great in your area? Maybe uh, the, the uh, Christian uh, funds are great as far as the companies they invest in within that fund have good Christian values, but they aren't great performers, or they might have I industry issues in their industry, 
um, mm-hmm. that might not make them the best investment. So that that would be a concern. That's my concern is that the whole reason we invest in stocks is for growth. Um, and in the past, you know, money managers, their responsibility to their clients and the investors was to invest in, in funds and, and, and make up funds like the gradient G50 that was based on performance and returns, not based on moral and ethical values. Although, you know, I have moral and ethical values and, and there are certain companies I would rather not support. Uh, and so that leads to, Hey, ESG funds are great. Uh, but at the same time, you know, are they? So that's my, that's a tough call, isn't it? That is. And, and particularly in the company or government retirement plans when the fiduciary is doing this, but there's not a lot of level of, there's not a good level of communication between the plan participant and the firm that's actually managing the funds. So if you're going in, let's say you're buying a BlackRock fund. Right now, there's some discretion as to where that money can be invested in. If they're heavily invested in, let's say, green energy technology or certain social causes that perhaps you're not really in tune with or would like your money to be gone into. Um, Right now, the law is very vague on the fiduciary discretion so that if a money management firm is steering your money in that direction, they are right now, as of this moment, being provided political cover from the Biden administration. Going back into the Trump administration, there was a much stronger emphasis on what exactly is the fiduciary role. And it wasn't that uh, additional discretion to invest into ESG funds. It was to focus on what the what I believe is the true fiduciary role, which is to focus on the individual's needs, their risk tolerance, their time horizon to retirement, a number of other factors, age certainly should be considered of that. But at no time under the Trump administration was that allowed to extend into and allow for ESG investing and providing cover to those fiduciaries that encourage that, even without the willful consent of the people that are being involved in this. And that's where I see the biggest dilemma here is in the 401k, 403b, 457 retirement plan market, where people may not be in touch with their money management firm very often or aware at all with what exactly it's being invested in. And I think that's where it's incumbent upon any plan participant to get more involved these days, especially if this is important to you. Now, if that's not important, you're just focused on the day-to-day and not worried too much about the returns on your investment too much, well then, you know, maybe that's perfectly fine. Um, I don't think that's fine. I think it's important to to know exactly where your money's going and if you're okay with that. Now, that's where communication is critical for a, a fiduciary to do their job. And uh, when you work outside the employer marketplace, an individual investment advisor has to really know that person. Yeah. Know what their wants, their needs are. And if they don't like investing in certain areas, well, then that's the important job of fiduciary not to do that. Now, very hard to find these days companies that aren't involved in ESG. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second here. Well, yeah, and uh, that is interesting that it's hard to find companies that aren't involved in ESG. Um, that tells me how popular it's gotten, really. I, I mean, I, I, I'm starting to hear about it every day almost now. Pretty much every company in the United States that's publicly traded has some, to some degree, is involved in ESG. And the first part of 
ESG stands for environmental. Yep. But the second part is social. Yeah. And that gets into equity. So a lot of companies, and and this is this is very true over the years, has been very lopsided with white men in, in, oh, sure. in the employment positions here. And one of the things that a lot of publicly traded companies doing are doing now is they're employing individuals like the head of of um, equity and diversity within organizations. You see it in universities and government and uh, whole sorts of things. But it gets into the um, these publicly traded companies. You'll see this in almost every board now, the encouragement, especially the board must be more diverse today. In fact, if you're a participant on the NASDAQ stock exchange, you have to have a... Um, uh, a no, certain number of people that are minorities, including women, beyond that board. Going into Europe, it's much more strong. You have to be involved in all aspects of ESG if you're a publicly traded company in, in Europe, including the United Kingdom. It might be moving more towards that way. It's not quite that way right now. And it really depends on who's going to be in the White House, it seems to be, as to what the fiduciary's role is when it comes to the management of people's money. And so this is where it could be really dangerous for an advisor to start dabbling into ESG investing without the client's consent. Because what if it goes into a different administration down the road? Now, right now, they're giving you that freedom to stray, invest into ESG for on your client's behalf. But all of a sudden, let's say there's a meltdown in, in the uh, green energy field. That's the main area where people are investing in this sorts of thing, in this sort of thing. At the same time, there's a new administration that says that's not a fiduciary's responsibility. And all of a sudden, your client takes you to court. Now the rules of fiduciary have changed. And now you could be in serious trouble uh, with the law. And whenever you see you know, this becoming such a political hot potato, I would even suggest if you're a if you're an owner of a company, you're offering a 401k, do not get involved in this. If you can offer these types of funds, but it should be purely up to the individual. And also, I think these mutual fund companies, Tony, need to be very careful when they're offering ESG. They need to title the fund as such to make sure it's clearly understood what the state of objectives are of that fund. And to make sure the vast majority of the money that's invested in these funds are of that type. There's an 80% rule now that's being required of these ESG companies. So they can't be, you know, overly investing. They should not be overly investing into uh, green energy when it's not stated. And it's to some degree that's still happening. And certain companies, and I've already mentioned them, are in the, in, in the midst of doing that. Yeah, that's and that's amazing. I, I mean, obviously, um, that's interesting. I know that um, uh, Gradient Investments—they're uh, one of the investment firms that it doesn't have an ESG fund at this point, I believe. Um, and I know their focus is on things like the G fifty with top, you know, mm-hmm. com- top performing companies that pay dividends, things like that. Um, and so in a way that's good, but you're right. I mean, what's your responsibility as a fiduciary, Jim, you're responsible to do what's in your client's best interests. 
Um, that's right. And sometimes that's a fine line between what's going to be best for them financially versus what they might want personally. And that's so, right. you know, as long as there's full understanding and communication, if somebody wants to be in, like you said, there are, are faith-based funds, right? And there are environmentally sound-based funds now out there and different types of ESG funds, right? So some people might want to put some money at least into some of those. That's right. So just for the listeners here, Gradient, when that is mentioned, um, that is one of my major money management firms that I work with. It's a great organization. Uh, They have tremendous investment portfolios. I've been working with them for close to 15 years now. And I've had a good working relationship with them. Now, they're independent. They're not affiliated with any of these firms that are heavy into ESG investing. The three biggest firms that are involved in ESG are BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Now, from time to time over the years, we've held on to exchange-traded funds that are offered through these three companies, especially State Street. But we've never gone into specifically the ESG uh, funds that they offer, nor intentionally gone into anything of that type. Although, like I said, because there's so many boardrooms that are involved in this, more than just you know the makeup of the board being more equitable, it's about the excess uh, profits that these companies make today are being steered all too often into green energy. Uh, many other things that go along with that. These companies are embracing it. BlackRock is the most outspoken financial firm of its type that's actively involved in this. I will not work with BlackRock as a result. Vanguard has got a great reputation. State Street, same thing. I won't have any issues with those companies. Just I personally, unless somebody says to me, I want to invest in in, um, more of a social uh, green energy type of portfolio, I, I just won't get involved in that. Yeah. Now there's other there's other funds out there that get involved in promotion of Planned Parenthood or against Planned Parenthood, and that's that's also a, a part of what these funds look to either provide or not provide. Um, but when it comes to these firms, the, the the people that are considered fiduciaries, and I really get back to the employer. You know, if you are involved in the setup of a plan where a money management firm is investing some of your client's assets into this stuff without the client actually giving willful consent down the road because this is such a political hot potato, you are risking yourself of being thrown into court for violating your fiduciary duty. And that's an important role when you're a fiduciary. You got to make sure you're looking out for people. We have now have 19 state attorney generals that are suing BlackRock because of their role in ESG investing and not providing uh, proper documentation of that fact to participants of those plans. Yeah. So, and that's, that's really important. And I'm glad you talked about this today and explained it. So if, if a client of yours explicitly requests that their money go into a certain fund or a certain amount of their money, uh, you can honor that, but you won't, on your own, without their knowledge, uh, invest in these funds. Is what you're saying? That's right. Whether it be conservative Christian fund funding or more on the opposite side, where we're spe- specifically getting into like green energy, more social awareness type of investing, um, that's got to be up to the individual. Here, I'm not taking a political stance. I'm just letting people know that there's full transparency when you work with a full tr- fiduciary. 
And I think it's very, it, it can be very dangerous for fiduciaries to be straying into this area, which it could land them in court at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that's, that's important to note, a really critical uh, and I'm glad you shed some light on this topic because it's a hot topic right now and becoming more so all the time. So I think that's great. Now, before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up a financial plan and make sure their money is invested where they want it to be. Okay. If you're in Wisconsin, you can call our Lake Geneva number. That is 262-729-4128. If you're in Illinois, you can call us at 815-331-8096. Feel free to call us if you just have a question, if you'd like to schedule a personal one-on-one meeting. We are here to help. All right. Well, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.